Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today on the show, we talk about life, culture, and what it means to never yield. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. My name is Lawrence, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, If you were just watching the recent Nintendo Indie World event, you would have definitely come across an interesting game made by this developer. So, uh, you know, without further ado, like Ariel Knight, I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I, I, I. I, I, I'm I'm ahead of you. So yeah, no, yeah. it broke through. What's up, everybody? I'm Ariel Knight. I go. Uh, I'm well. My name's Neil. I go by Ariel Knight online. I'm the creator and developer of Ariel Knight's Never Yield. Lawrence is awesome enough to ask me onto his uh, wonderful, awesome show, and uh, all of you amazing people get to be blessed by my voice today. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta sprinkle that in there. So yeah, like you said, like you got uh, Ariel Knight's Never Yield. It's coming to all platforms on what May nineteenth. Yep, May nineteenth. That that is the day. You should you just put it down in your calendars. You know, write it like you know, get a permanent marker, write it on your <laughs> your your wrist, something like that. Just remember that day because it's super important uh, to me anyway. Yeah, and you got to and you have a demo out too. And you know, like I I saw the the um, announcement trailer i played the demo and i was like dang this is really cool then i started doing some research and that's when i reached out and so today what i want to really want to talk about because i think what's what's super interesting the game itself is very interesting i think the story of the development is also very interesting and like how you got to this point and so for you know for anybody who's just hearing about this game for the first time you hop in the shoes of like a black lead uh, his name is wally Mm -hmm. and you're basically trying to recover items from his past to help save what's left of the future. And this is all framed up in an um, endless runner. Uh, not endless runner. I call it a narrative runner because it definitely has an ending. Um, we have cutscenes. We have like a set story and like it has a last cutscene that you play and then, you know, that's it. But no, that was a good summary. Uh, you, you play as Wally. You, you have something uh, that belongs to you. And that's why these people are chasing you. But I try to leave this story really vague and, you know, not touch on it too much because I, I know people like to kind of figure it out themselves. And I'm really interested to see how many people can actually figure out, you know, the story of the game. Yeah. And I mean, the if you play through the demo, like it's, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's, it's super fast. It's fun. It's It's casual. Like there's a, point where you start and then a point where you end up where you do see like a, a change in the character um, that I actually want to want to get into in a bit. But I mean, one of the things that that stood out to me from from like doing my own research and from playing the game and, and like really learning about 
uh, some of the trials and tribulations that you faced while trying to break into the gaming industry. It feels like uh, the one thing that stood out to me first was just the title of the game, Never Yield. Mm-hmm. And I think like, given your experience as like a black indie dev, trying to break into the industry, trying to you know, really tell the stories that you want to tell, like, what does the, uh, what's the significance of the title and the game to you personally? You know, the, 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 the title of the game went through a couple of iterations, you know, when I was first developing it. But when I came up with Never Yield, it just kind of fit so perfectly with, you know, my frustrations around the, uh, the game industry, the fact that this is actually going to be my last game. Um, if it didn't work out, I was going to just like put everything I had into like one last, you know, project. And if people liked it, then I would, you know, see where it went um, and try to, you know, maybe continue with game development. But if people didn't like it, I was just going to, you know, find something else for me to do outside of games. So, yeah, like uh, Never Yield kind of like uh, it mirrored my experience and the experience that the, the, the character in the game is going through at the same time. So it was really fitting. Okay, so this was kind of like I remember seeing some stories like about how like Final Fantasy had a similar thing where it was like this was gonna when they originally made it like it was just going to be this and then it took off and it blew up and now there are so many so kind of having that uh, that same type of moment. So I mean, I've seen a lot of like a lot of positive buzz around the game since it's come out and I really like the the Nintendo like indie directs just because like they're giving they do give a platform to some of these developers and games that you normally wouldn't see i mean but this one definitely stood out it was just cool can you can you believe they let me get up there and call out the whole game industry like that it was crazy right <laughs> hi i'm neil i go by aerial knight online i'm the creator and developer of aerial knights never yield a narrative runner that captures the spirit of classic games in the genre but with a few new features and a lot of style i created this game in detroit to make space for myself in the game industry, which previously refused to make space for me. With the help of some of my amazing friends who created something that represents much more. I was I was pretty much like, hey, y'all never gave me an opportunity, so I kind of did this myself. Let's see, let's see where this goes. Oh yeah, no, I mean I was I was happy. I was like, hey, you gotta get those talk your shit moments, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't know that that was where they was gonna let me do that. I thought I was gonna get an email like, hey, I mean, don't you wanna re-record it? Don't you wanna, you know? Uh, say something different, but nope, they was like, let's go. So <laughs> I, I appreciate them. Yeah, man. And I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get into um, some of the other projects too, that you've worked on too. And I think like, eh, we don't have to, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you want to, it's your show, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I'll, I might lightly touch on them. I think, but like, you know, getting up to that point, was was great especially like from whatever everything that i've learned just from doing the research and some of like projects that you had to work in the past or like you know your focus of really wanting to tell an authentic black story in a video game and and actually like really highlight the experiences of black people so well uh, it, I, I wanted to tell it's an authentic black story because i created it um yes. but I'm not telling the story of black people. Like, I try to make that that separation. I, I tell my stuff. I, I because a lot of times, you know, people who who ain't us uh, think that you know one person can speak for everybody. I do not at all. Not even close. Because my experiences are different than a lot of other people's. And you know, even though you know everything I go through is like justified, and you know, I can pretty much say whatever I want with my own experiences. I try not to like speak for anybody else. Unless it's like a really specific case or, a, you know, a clear cut case um, of something that I know I won't 
upset anybody by saying, you know. Okay. No, and I, I dig that. Um, and that's actually uh that's a good transition into the next part of the interview because I mean, it's fair that we we focus on the game and the game demo. And you know, in typical lore party fashion, I probably like overanalyzed every part of the <laughs> this game. Hey, I I do want to know what you think think uh about it and what's going on and all that. Oh, so so my take on the uh the demo is mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. And I actually sprinkled some, some things into this, uh, into this interview that where I can really talk about my, my experiences with it. But I, I will say like, it was, it was just fun and it was, it was really cool. And one of the things I liked about it the most was it was one of those games where you're like, okay, I'll go one more time and try to do this. And then you're like, okay, I'll go one more time and try to do this. And like after after a few times, you realize like okay, I'm just gonna stay, keep playing this until I get it. Yeah, I try to I try to give people a way out. Like I, I want them to play my game, but I also don't want to uh, force somebody into like you know, if you die, you can go back to the menu. It's cool. You can come back later when you you feel like you know taking uh taking on that level again. But the more you play it, the like the more you start to like question what's going on and the more like exciting the experience becomes. And so that's what, that's what I, I, uh, you know, I sat down and just like knocked out the whole thing, but nice. I was, I, I did, I did take a, a, did do a couple replays. You know, one thing I noticed, one thing I did notice about the game is, um, you know, some of the, the, uh, scenery and the imagery. And from what I understand, it's like a, the the setup is kind of like a hybrid mix of Detroit and Tokyo, kind of, oh, kind yes. of blended into a like a hybrid city. It's light futuristic. Like, okay, not not like a hundred years into the future, but you know, I didn't really give a date, like thirty, like twenty twenty two. That's that's like next year, uh, <laughs> like twenty fifty five or something like that. I don't know. Okay non-canon that was just me saying shit okay uh, someone's gonna use this eventually someone's gonna come back to this and be like yeah somebody with game theory or something like that is gonna like try to break all this down so none of that was canon that was just me saying stuff anyway so one thing that another thing that i i noticed and just like kind of going end to end with the demo is how how wally appears at the beginning of the demo and where he ends up at the end of the demo uh there seemed to be like a shift in personality, at least with like overall confidence. Do you play as Wally the whole demo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that was also another question that I was gonna have built in if I was wrong. And now I'm like, is it is it Wally? Is it a same? It makes, is it a like that that part of it makes total sense to make like the more you play. Um that demo, I don't know which version you're on because we did like a update for the switch, so I don't know. I don't know when that change happened and what version you played, but the 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 levels uh, in the demo are you know far apart. It's like level one, level three, and then level like six or seven or something like that. So there's a jump, and you miss a couple of cutscenes. Okay, so you might be playing as someone entirely different on your story, or it might be maybe you know you, you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> well, will figure it out. Well, see, I was wondering, you know. Um, because it, it it did strike me it did strike me strange because you know at the beginning of the the uh, demo you're running away from you know these people that are chasing you uh, and and you're trying to avoid all of these obstacles and I mean one of the things that's pursuing you are these drones and come toward you know the end of the demo this character that now I'm que- 
questioning who they are. They're seen like actually directing the drones to go a specific way. So I didn't know if it was like, you know, Wally's character uh, evolves over time or, you know, gains some sort of uh, regain something that allows him to do this. Um, but it did feel like the character, the whole vibe was a little bit more ominous. And so originally what I was thinking was like, does this tie into whatever Wally is trying to save the future from? Because I felt like, you know, given I've seen on, on your Twitter account and your bio, you said no more heroes is the best game ever made. So you feel like you have an affinity for the, uh, the anti-hero. So I didn't know if he was going to take that more anti-hero approach to saving what was left of the future. But now that I, I don't <laughs> know who it is, <laughs> that question's kind of gone out the window. I don't, I don't know how to reply to that without think <laughs> so. Um, yeah, like, um, yeah, No More Heroes is great, isn't it? I, I like that game so much. Uh, you, you really feel like while playing that, that game, that it was made by like a certain type of personality, kind of what I try to like draw from kind of that and incorporate into this. So then since, since now I don't know who these people are, my, my question <laughs> is null and void. I, I do have a backup then. Mm-hmm. Is there any sort of no more heroes, like anti-hero sort of influence when it comes to Wally as an overall character? You know, um, it's really hard to like kind of get that across with uh, these characters because no one speaks in this whole game. Like everything is done through actions and animations, which also was a was a bad idea design wise, seeing as I'm not an animator and I had to do all the animations. Uh, (laughs) So. But um, no, like people can like throughout the game kind of see through actions how certain characters are feeling or uh, their goals and whatnot. Um, And I hope they can kind of figure it out uh, that way, because my 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 like whole concept on life has always been like your actions matter more than your words. So that's kind of what I want to represent in this game, as well as, you know, not putting a lot of like dialogue in there so that it could be like opening open to everybody enjoying it. So, you know, people who don't speak English or or whatever language that they do speak can still like kind of play this game and understand the cutscenes um, and comprehend them the same way that you and I would. Yes, I think that's actually that's actually pretty cool. It makes a lot of sense, like especially I'm, I'm just going back in my head and thinking about the uh, that ending scene now. I think I, I'm stuck there. <laughs> I'm stuck. Yeah, because, uh, hey, I'm t- <laughs> the, the game is the length of an action movie, so um, like when the game comes out, you you would know that day <laughs> what's, go- <laughs> uh, what's going on, or you you would have more of a more of a theory. And I can't wait for people to, like to the the thread of people trying to figure out you know the story. Um, and I'm never telling. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna spam you on Twitter about this once I play this full game. Look, it's up to the it's a hundred percent up to the players, your viewers, everybody listening. Like um, the more people who play this game, like talk about this game, tweet about it, share it and whatnot, the more likely it is that I'll get to do more of it. Um, okay. Because if people don't play it, people don't buy it, then, you know, hey, this is it. I, uh, the, the story ends on a, like a solid point where I think everybody can kind of accept it. But uh, like I, I, I have the plans for the next you know, part to it. So, hey, um, I'm waiting to see what happens. All right. Well, you heard that here. (laughs) Okay. We're going to take a quick break here, but stick around. We'll be right back. 
If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Kind of, kind of going back to the game, and um, you know, like you mentioned, there's uh, like there isn't any dialogue in the game, so there are different things that drive the story, like you know, like you said, actions. Uh, there's dialogue in the game. I thought you said there is no dialogue. No, no, no. I, I said the characters don't have any dialogue. Ah, okay. So there. <laughs> now I need to play this game. Yeah, uh, the last I, level. I, I can't wait. For, you don't like the last level. <laughs> okay, so so there's there's limited limited or there's no character dialogue, but there's limited game dialogue. Um, and I think a lot of actions are help someone playing this game kind of interpret the story, or or like some of the visual cues or some of what you hear, or kind of like help you define what's going on in the world and and kind of make assumptions at certain points. We'll say one thing that stood out to me playing it that really grabbed my attention was just the the music, the overall music selection. Because I remember, I believe I remember reading somewhere that it was kind of, was it like a, a kind of cowboy bebop type in, influence with the music? Yep. Cowboy bebop, some uh, Samurai Shampoo, uh, game, uh anime like that, that kind of inspired it uh, towards the end. Originally, we had like a different plan for the music. But uh, me and me and my friend Dan, who you know did all the development of the music, we have this thing that we do where once uh, we you know kind of put together a song, we have to listen to the song on repeat for a whole day. And at the end of the day, if we still like like it and it doesn't drive us crazy, then it goes in the game. Um, <laughs> but if we we can't make it that far, then it goes in the trash. And there's so many songs <laughs> that we threw away. <laughs> Specifically for just like when it came to making tracks for this game like this is a very uh it does have a very like old school jazz like hip-hop production uh feel to it one what pulled you in that direction and like can you explain i know that uh the specific i've read somewhere that the specific genre or the 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 name for the type of music that you guys make is like orchestral urban uh hip-hop can you explain what goes into that process of making a track like that for uh, one of the, the games that you work on? And uh, can you explain how like you came, you guys came up with uh, like this kind of style of music for this game specifically and how it fits into the story? Yeah. And the, uh, the orchestral hip hop thing, someone else came up with that name. I, I never said that. I don't even know what that means. Me and Dan just call it like hip hop jazz fusion type of type of deal. But um, originally, um, I, I didn't really want to use hip hop on the first pass uh, of this music. Not because I don't, I have anything against hip hop or anything like that. I love hip hop, but I felt me being a black creator, it would have been a little bit too stereotypical. And I wanted to do something really different. 
you know, I, I just kept coming back to it um, because it, it felt right. Because, yeah, it was, it was something that, like, just really, really grabbed my attention. And it was something, one of those factors in the game that just really, like, made me, like, want to keep going. Um, is that kind of the thought process that goes behind the music? Like, something that, uh, it's like an element that should be used to, like, keep driving the player forward. But yeah, uh, driving the player forward, like, upping the stakes, but also assisting in the story. Uh, so uh, a few of the tracks have vocals by uh, artists and, you know, the vocals kind of like give hints and, you know, give like uh, a mind state of where the character's at. So it's not necessary to understand, you know, what they're saying to to kind of, you know, know what's going on in the story. But it helps, uh, you know, just hearing, you know, the tone of their voice and, you know, uh, their emotions uh, when they're singing or rapping. Uh, these verses uh, kind of help understand how the that character that you're playing as is feeling. So when I ultimately go and and write like a long like headcanon theory on <laughs> this game, I'm gonna come back. <laughs> I'm gonna come back to that part too. <laughs> uh, it just because like I know it, it feels like there are all of these. What I what I really like about this is that there are all these small elements that seem to be uh, to be driving the story. And it almost it does feel like like the actual lore of the game, at least at this point, intertwines well with like some of the development process and I think some of your own personal experiences as a developer. So speaking on like your creative process mm-hmm. um, and how you come up with some of the ideas that you have, um, and specifically this game, um, I was reading an article where you were talking about your creative process and you just said, I think of something. Uh, could be anything, a character, art I've made, even a poem. Then I ask myself, how can I make this into a game? And when you were specifically mentioning this game, um, you know, Ariel Knights Never Yield, uh, you said the idea started with like, a dream you had about being late to the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Like I was living in Texas uh, or in, in Austin. Um, and I just like, like there was this bus that like, t- like takes you downtown. And I just kept uh, thinking, like, about, like, like, man, one day I'm going to miss that bus. And I'm just going to be, like, sprinting down the street, jumping over stuff and sliding other things. And then I was like, that would be a really good idea for a game. Um, and I wrote it in my book. I have this, like, book where, you know, I, I'm, I'm very forgetful. So I have to write everything down, like, especially good ideas. Um, so I just put it in the book, kind of, like, forgot about it. Um, wanted to make the game, but, you know, a bunch of other stuff I wanted to do first. Um, so when I uh, initially said, hey, I'm going to make one more game, I wanted to make something that was like doable, um, something uh, from a genre that existed already that people that people knew, but also um, that I could tweak and change the gameplay in a way that people wouldn't mind. And I mean, in speaking, you know, going back to your creative process too, um, you know, this idea started from something, you know, as simple as like not wanting to, to miss a bus. Uh, have there been any other elements of like you know personal life uh like thoughts or ideas that you've had that have kind of also made their way into the final product like how has it evolved since this uh early concept of wanting to not wanting to miss the bus man like <laughs> your questions are just like full with like spoilerly answers uh <laughs> I, I i would say um 
the uh the, the concept evolved from like people playing the game because like when i originally started putting it together i had a, like a rough outline of you know or rough block out of what uh the first pass of the prototype was um and i took it to this uh, show in ohio called gdex um and did like my first play test there and watching little kids play that game like like really humbled me i was like oh okay this this part of it's terrible they really like this part they don't like this part there was a whole feature uh or mechanic where they, like the camera will shift into like a top-down view and you have to like go back and forth to dodge um obstacles that way took that whole thing out because kids hated it they hated it so much like they he uh, there was this one little boy he hurt my feelings so bad he just looked at it it was like man i hate this part um and he just like would drop his controller and like just walked away and i was like well that's all i need to know (laughs) oh man well hopefully hopefully he's played the demo by this point oh i don't don't care about the little boy i got what i needed from him (laughs) (laughs) so no yeah no need no need for redemption (laughs) oh no no mutually beneficial being from ohio myself you know still living in ohio that seems like a very very ohio response (laughs) yeah people in ohio just seem upset all the time it's probably because your whole state smells weird um i'm editing this out (laughs) no you you keep that in you keep that in like the whole every time i drive down there like as soon as i cross that border i'm just like it just smells weird all the time You know, moving away from uh, Ohio and its <laughs> its weird smells. <laughs> uh, you know, through my through my research and and just looking at some of the other games, because I know I said this at the the uh, the top of the interview that I would briefly touch on some of the other things. We won't go in depth, but I mean, you do have a like you have a um a f- it seems like you have like a, a strong focus of um you know wanting to tell like stories. Uh, around being black like stories from your perspective i think you want to have a um you want to create games where there is good representation for black characters because in the video game industry there's typically not a lot it's uh actually uh we were doing an episode not too long ago actually a few weeks ago about um miles morales for the the playstation and uh that was uh, me and my my co-host Bruce, who's also black, were talking about it. And the first thing we said was, you know, you don't get a lot of representation. Uh, it's either uh, character creator or Grand Theft Auto. Yep. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think like like going through and seeing some of the the past projects you've worked on, uh, like Click, um, uh, and some of the work that you did on Dots Home, and and the story and premise behind those games, and some of the issues that they tackled, like um, you know prejudice and racism and like housing injustice uh, you know like the historical housing injustices that have pretty much plagued the black community so i think like you you really want to make sure you're making games that that kind of capture uh black culture from your perspective in a very genuine way what would you want uh both black and non-black players to leave uh with when it comes to wally and this game overall Mm-hmm. So uh, to note, Click was a, like a Kickstarter that failed. Um, it got a lot of you know uh, supporters, and you know it made a lot of money, but it didn't reach its goal, so it failed, and we never like went about it. Um, and Click was about you know a little black girl who gets sucked into this game, and like 
she was being mirrored. Uh, her real life was being mirrored by, you know, what was going on in this little game. And, you know, there was a, a bunch of, you know, social issues in that game and stuff like that, that we wanted to address just to kind of speak on it because it was a while ago before, you know, people were really like talking about it as much as they are now. But like after, you know, that game failed and uh, a few other projects didn't work out, I kind of just didn't want to make anything that focused too much or too heavily on those issues, even though they're important. I just wanted to make something that was, you know, fun and, you know, uh, where I didn't have to kind of address that because I feel like, you know, it's it's really popular now to say, you know, content that uh, we don't like really want to focus on content that's, you know, I don't don't know how to say uh, uh, content that's, you know, uh, bringing up black trauma, you know, right. Uh, that that talks about that you know portrays black drama a lot we just want to see some happy stuff and you know just some regular characters so i just wanted to make a character uh in never yield that was black but also was never really kind of it didn't really matter you know his story could be anybody but you know he just happened to be black yeah um uh, I, you know, in my games, of course, I'm, I'm going to make black characters because it, one, it helps my games stand out. Um, I can, you know, kind of, you know, uh, relate to uh, those characters a little bit more. But if there was like oversaturation of black characters, I would love to, you know, make some different types of characters for people who were underrepresented. I have concepts for all, all types of all types of people. Um, but, you know, until we get to that point where, you know, um, black people are more represented in games uh i feel like i'm just gonna stay where i'm at and you know make some stuff that you know i enjoy until uh i get other opportunities to make something else you know okay no i mean i I definitely i definitely understand that um and it is it is good to you know have developers out there that have that focus because you know like before I mean, it's been really recent that I've seen like an actual genuine black character lead. That's not a, like a character creator game. So, I mean, I think we need more, more of the content. Um, and, you know, I think even if this game isn't leaning like heavily into social issues, it still does uh, showcase, you know, bits and pieces of the black community and black culture, even just like the, the music production and the kind of like jazz uh, fusion like hip hop production that goes into it. Um, yeah. I wanted it to be more of a, a celebration yeah. more than, you know, uh, uh, references in, in certain parts, but um, you know, uh, of course, when you make these kind of games, um, especially, you know, set in uh, Detroit and dealing with people chasing a black guy through a city, <laughs> um, there, there are references to, you know, certain issues, but I just don't try to spotlight them as much and like put a focus on them because I don't want it to be, you know, um paint it in that box of only being this type of thing right and i mean and and honestly it's 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 good to talk about it um but it is also i think that like i think it's it's a very good approach i think like the the way you're approaching it is really good like um you know we aren't just our pain um and you know we aren't just always like 100% like super happy. It's a Sam Wilson, Sam Wilson approach. You know? Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's actually a very good way to, uh, to look at it. Um, so just kind of like, um, 
moving into the towards the end of the interview mm-hmm. we're you know hot on the uh release date of this game there's a lot of buzz behind it um more and more people are playing the the demo and but you know like myself and uh they're interested in the main game and i know that you have uh specific launch plans according to your twitter <laughs> where you were talking about um you know watch people stream the game uh sending out codes for people who made fan art and watching DuckTales in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I, what I really want to focus on is um, like a specific tweet that you uh, dropped right as you put the um, graphic for the game out on Twitter uh, before the, um, the Indie World release. You said, remember, this game was made by someone in the game, the game industry rejected time and time again and never gave me a real opportunity. Um, you know, now that you're here, now that you're um, on the cusp of release, releasing this uh, sort of passion project of yours, you know, having faced trials and tribulations um, of being a black indie developer in the game industry, you know, never yielding on your vision um, and finally getting uh, out a game that you're happy with, that's got a lot of buzz that you're, you know, hoping to grow. What's what's next for you? Like, what are your future plans specifically as an indie developer? And I know that you touched on you have some uh, additional ideas. You know, should the game blow up? Care to share any of those? Nope. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I do, do want to make more of the game. But you know, it's def, it's directly tied to how uh, well the game does. I hope people like it. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't, I don't ever like pressure anybody into like, uh, you know, getting a game or anything like that, because, you know, even with all the, the, the features and, you know, functions that I added to the game, you know, some, some games just ain't for everybody. I appreciate them, you know, playing the game and, you know, you know, or playing the demo. Um, but if it ain't for you, Hey, there's a bunch of games out there. Um, I, you know, there's so many, uh, dope, any developers that we shouldn't, you know, just focus on one, uh, one or two. Um, but yeah, my future plans is, you know, if this game does well, uh, try to make some more of this. Uh, yeah, and just I keep making dope stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it really helps us grow the show. Be sure to connect with us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. And check out our YouTube page for fun bonus highlights. Also, don't forget to pick up a copy of Ariel Knight's Never Yield coming out May 19th. And yeah, that's about it.